Hello and good morning. My name is John Ma'e. You are here on today's John Said It Show. We talk about ideas, opinions, and personal truths so that we can elevate through open discussions and debate on the things that matter. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. So today's topic I do want to talk about is, do you believe people can change? Now, this is a big one for me. Do you guys truly feel that someone can change? And I don't mean their appearance, the way they dress. I really mean their habits, their mindset, the way they move through life, the way they speak, the things they do, the people they hang around with. And, you know, being in Hilo, Hawaii, I did ask a few people and the responses weren't all that surprising to me. And, you know, a lot of people actually feel that someone doesn't change. They can't change. You know, who they are, how they've grown up is exactly who they will be and how they will be going forward um, until retirement. And, you know, that's mm, that's something I truly, truly disagree with because I'd like to feel that I am living proof that somebody can change. You know, being born and raised in Hilo, Hawaii, very strong pigeon. Coming up where, you know, my mom works retail. My father always did construction jobs and he would get paid, you know, fairly well for what he does, but it was always under the table. And, but he showed me a world of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and to do things on your own terms and to be your own boss. And I did really, really love that. And I, I got almost, you could say, I got pulled towards it and I was attracted to it. But at the same time, I had my mom whispering in my other ear, don't work like your father. Find an office job. Work in the AC. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. I like being my own boss. But I mean, years later, here I am, sales manager at a car dealership. So I I guess my mom won that argument. But deep down, my heart is still with, you know, being an entrepreneur is just making that leap, taking that step, going that direction. it really, for me, it was the lack of consistency and discipline and still is. It's something I work on every single day. Now, things like fitness for me kind of come a bit easier just because, and I talked about this in my last episode, is the way I see fitness, going to the gym and working out, it's kind of like waking up to brush your teeth or taking a shower before you go to sleep. It's just a part of your daily routine and your daily process. And that's just, there's no other way. Like when you run out of gas in a car, you put gas, natural thing to do. Take a shit, wipe your ass, natural thing to do. You wake up, you go to the gym, you work out. That's just something to do. And if you miss the workout in the morning, guess what? You're showing up at night, unless it's a rest day, of course. But, you know, those are, uh, you know, far few in between. But anyway, back to the topic at hand, do you believe someone can change and I strongly believe yes, because for one, I'll tell you the type of student I was in school, um, most recently, you know, specifically high school. I was the kid that never, ever, 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 ever paid attention in class. I always fell asleep. Um, Probably the best subject that I favored most was math, just because it came a bit easier to me. But I wasn't no math whiz. I, I didn't do insanely you know, crazy math problems. Simple stuff. But I understood that once you have the formula, solving the problem is the easy part. 
Now, the one thing that school turned me off was that when I came to the answer, even though it was right and I didn't explain how I came to the answer, it was still wrong. And I was like, what? So that doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, there were a few takeaways that school taught me, uh, reading, writing, for example, uh, math. But other than that, like, you know, the way they went about everything in school just wasn't for me. But, you know, in school, I just never, ever, ever seen value in being in school and learning in school because I was a little bit of a rebel. Like, I always felt like I could learn more being on the outside, learning hands-on. And that's something I firmly believe is learning hands-on and following someone successful and just doing what they do. No one ever taught me that at an early age, but I just felt that was right. That was something that it was a no-brainer. Like, why would I learn from a book when I can learn from someone that's actually doing the thing? That was, like, as simple as it gets. Now, fast forward after high school, you know, I was fortunate enough that I had a cousin that reached out to me that pulled me into the industry of network marketing. I was, I mean, that was completely foreign to me, but, you know, the concept of sales came natural. For those of you that know me, uh, <laughs> yeah, it came natural. So network marketing was very, very... I don't want to say easy, but very intriguing for me. And taking to it, you know, I loved it. The The one thing I didn't expect coming out of network marketing was the personal development side. That opened the door for me about personal development and learning names like Jim Rohn, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown. I would have never learned about if it wasn't for network marketing or even opened the book. Robert Kiyosaki is one of them. Okay, let me pause right there. The moment I read that he was from Hilo, Hawaii, I was like, this guy. And he's a billionaire. If a guy from Hilo can elevate himself to that level, although, of, you know, Asian descent, we all know this. Coming from Hawaii, the, the Asian community tends to be, you know, the richer community, whatever the case is. But still yet, he came from Hilo, Hawaii. And I felt as a local boy from Hilo coming up the way I was brought up, like, fuck, I could do that too. If he can come to a point where he has millions and billions of dollars, why not me? And that's truly how I felt. Why not me? What's different? And the conclusion I basically came down to was I needed to develop myself. I needed to become a person that would attract that type of lifestyle to where opportunities of that magnitude I would be ready for when they present themselves to me. We don't really pay attention to these things, but you know, opportunities are all around us. It's just we don't take them serious because we know deep down we're not ready for that opportunity. No matter how much we wish upon a star for a better lifestyle and a better opportunity, if you're not ready for the opportunity, even no matter how good it is, I once heard from someone that even a good thing at the wrong time can be a bad thing. That's why you always need to be ready. When opportunity comes knocking, you need to be ready. And that's why personal development is so important because you just never know when it's going to come. You just don't know. So picking up books, going through books and audios, it became an addiction. Kind of like working out. When you go into the gym, 
if you've never worked out before or if you haven't worked out in a very long time, when you go into the gym and you start working out maybe the first week, two weeks, month, you go in, you get a good workout, your body is sore. And I mean sore, excruciating to where anyone who tells me, oh, I like jumping with you, I work out with you, you know, I got a good gym, I like it fit too. Sure. I won't take them serious if they don't show up after the second week. Okay, you passed the first checkpoint. You got past the second week. Next checkpoint, month. Next checkpoint, three months, six months, a year. Because somewhere along the line, after two weeks, you'll show desire, grit, that you want to get past it. After a month, a little bit more consistency and discipline. After three months, it's more discipline. Discipline. It's less motivation, more discipline. Because after the first month, three months, I promise you, there is mornings where you've had the conversation in your head. Oh, I don't want to do leg day. Oh, my body's sore. I need to rest. We start justifying the reasons why we don't need to go. And we start compromising. I'll, I'll just go later. I'll just go tomorrow and double up my workout. And that leads me to my next one. It's consistency over intensity is what gets you through the long run. It is consistency over intensity that gets you through it. Okay? Because no matter how intense you get within the first week, two weeks, no matter what it is, whether it maybe it's even reading a book, if you're not ready for consistency with as far as a book, that's why they talk about like, you know, apple a day keeps the doctor away, you know, just five read five minutes of reading a day, a page a day, like even though you feel like you can read more, what you're doing is you, you, you want to build and develop a habit, a consistent habit of doing so that over time, it feels like it feels awkward that you're not doing the activity because you've been doing it for so long. And that's where you want to get to. It is the runner's high of personal development is consistency. That is the runner's high. If you don't know what that is, try going for a run. There comes a point where your breathing becomes in sync with your body and it's less huffing and puffing and you find this nice stride where you feel like you can just keep running forever. That's a runner's high. I felt it a, a few times, but God, I hate running. I swear to God, I hate running so much. Cardio and I'm going to admit it, leg day. I hate the shit out of it, but it's what we got to do. You want to progress? You want to get better? You got to do the things you're not willing to do. Mike Tyson said it in the video, uh, YouTube video. Some of you may have seen it. For those of you that didn't, uh, the quote would go something like, uh, discipline is doing the things you hate doing, but do it like you love it. That one stuck to me because it's not so much fake it till you make it kind of stuff. It's more like, no matter how shitty you think it is, the way it needs to be executed as if you love it. Robert Kiyosaki says that he hates writing books, but he knows if he wrote a book, it's it only benefits his company. It benefits the campaign of exposure. And there is an entire market that he'd be leaving out that actually read books. So he takes the time to write them. That's just what you have to do. That's discipline. Consistency is going at it year after year after year after year, like you just started. That's that's the whole other thing. 
And for those of you that start, you know, you come in hyped up with motivation. Um, some could say the same thing about this podcast, whatever. But, you know, when it went in network marketing, one of the partners, uh, they like to say to the new people who come all fired up with desire is, I believe in you. I just don't believe you yet. All right. Let me say that one more time. I believe in you. I just don't believe you yet. You know, when people express their desires, their wants and needs, their dreams and goals and things they want to accomplish and all of these things of grandeur, they're all nice. They might even, you know, pull a tear out of, you know, a tear or two out of you. But the reason why he says that is because we'll see. We'll see how bad you want it. And once again, just like fitness, it goes back to fitness. People will say, oh, I want to get fit. I want to get six-pack abs. I want to get ripped or bench two plates, whatever the case is. All right, we'll see. I believe in you because the potential is there. The potential is there in everyone. But I just don't believe you yet because there has been too many times, too many cases where people will show up in the gym. And after week one, after we've done chest, shoulders, bicep, tricep, you know, abs, legs, calves. After all of that is said and done and you have one rest day. Out of seven days, you have one rest day. Will you show up next week? Will you be there on Monday? Ready to go to destroy your body all over again to experience that same excruciating pain all over again? That's why. I believe in you. I just don't believe you until you prove me wrong. Not with words, but with actions. And I say this from experience, not on the end of watching others, but I say this from experience of being the one who's expressed the dreams and goals. And I have fallen short time and time again because of the lack of consistency. The discipline is there for a time, but the consistency of doing I fell short and maybe it was I needed to recalibrate my goals to have it more in line to cause me to act on it. Now, let me paint you a scenario of how strong a person's why can be. I want you to say, for example, there's a burning building and there's this person inside of the building and you need to go in there and save that person. How, how motivated are you to go get that person out of the burning building? Realistically, not as a firefighter, not as a law enforcement, government worker, any, you know, any of those types. How motivated are you to get that person out of the burning building? Yeah. It's sad that something like that would happen. But the chances, of, the chances are of you running into the building are very low. Brutally honest. Very low. Now, if we change the storyline of, for those of you that have kids, or think of the person you love most, even a pet, the person you love the most in this entire world. And the story was that loved one, your child is in the building and it's on fire. You need to get your child or the person you love with all your heart out of that burning building. 
Now tell me, what does that feel like? How motivated do you feel right now to run through that building, no matter what flame, how hot it is, no matter what wall stands in your way? How do you get in that building to save that person you love? I mean, for me, initially, you think, okay, maybe I'll try to break down the door, get that person out. But when you change the storyline to someone to who you love the most is in the building, the mind shifts from, I'm going to knock the door down to, I'm going to take this fucking truck and drive it to the wall. Nothing's stopping me. I'm getting them out as quick as possible. Now that is purpose and passion with a clear goal in mind. That's how that works. That's how discipline and consistency stay there and never diminishes. It's because your purpose and passion have a clear direction in which it will be focused and it will commit everything to it. And oh, I don't want to take the truck through the wall. It might, it might break, the, break the building. Fuck the building. I'm getting my loved one out. That's how you should move in executing on a goal that you set for yourself. That's how people become successful with, I mean, people say it all the time where, you know, a lot of successful people come from humble beginnings. It's because, you know, they're fucking hungry. They have, they have a literal spectrum of what was and now what is or what could be. Coming from what was on the low of lows gives you perspective to where you can appreciate and be grateful for the things you acquire over time and the skill sets and your surroundings that improve over time and wanting more. Not because, you know, that person is greedy or they're always, you know, or greedy and needy, whatever the case is. But it's not because of that. It's because life offers you the finest things of highest quality. Why settle for less? Nothing is wrong with that. Nothing about that is greedy. We're, if somebody's on the street and they're asking for money, are you able to give them five bucks? 20 bucks? Okay. Would you give them a thousand dollars? Would you give them ten thousand dollars? All right. And as the number gets higher, I'm like, hell no. Okay. But check this out. How do you know, truly know, what, it, what your total capacity for giving is if you didn't have all there is to give? Let me say that one more time. Again. How do you know your capacity to give, your full capacity, if you don't have all there is to give? We talk about dreams of giving our parents or our loved one a house, gifting a house, pay, deed in hand, or a car, title in hand, right? Okay. But now if you have the house, but you have your own family, but you always want to give it to your parents, deed in hand, would you really give it? Or would you save it? Use some other methods to get another house and another house? And continue to grow your empire for you. 
or would you really follow through on your word and give it? There are some rare individuals that would, but most wouldn't. Okay? So, next thing I want to go to is overworking family members. There is a culture of hard work that is concerning because working long hard hours in hopes to make money more money to provide for a better lifestyle you know nothing is wrong with that but just hear me out okay why would you go to work to work longer hours in hopes to make more money when you could just increase your value and work the same if not less hours now what does that mean in the beginning, you will have to put an extreme amount of hours because who you are today is not the person that's going to make the type of lifestyle that you want. So you have to become. And if you're starting later, you got to work twice, triple as hard. If you're younger, start sooner than later. Because yes, you have time on your side, but believe me, time can pass in a flash. Especially if you have a kid, watching them grow, get taller, watching them develop their own personality, the things they like and dislike, that's, that's just something staring you back in your face. Time is just going. It's fleeting. And we need to take hold of everything possible here and now. Don't waste time because if that's something you truly want, and it's okay if you want you know, a normal lifestyle, somebody making, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year and they're happy, perfect. That is perfectly fine. But just remember on the come up when you're hustling and you're working hard, there's a thing called the law of equivalent exchange. I read it in a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The law of equivalent exchange. You don't get something for nothing. It's something for something. Now, if you want an elevated income, what are you willing to give to get that? And not necessarily something you hold dear, but maybe uh, a comfort that you love and you love to enjoy. Like Netflix on the weekends, I'll give that up to go to the gym instead. Um, you know, instead of scrolling on my phone for three hours, I'll pick up a book and read it for, for one hour, half an hour, you know? The law of equivalent exchange, you need to give up something to get something else. We all have the same 24 hours. What we do with it is entirely up to us. And what we want to do with it, it's all on us. We have no one else to blame. We should take full accountability and responsibility for the things that we have and the things that we don't have. I'd rather be responsible for all of those things so that way, if I fall short of my goals, my fault but if i if not yet when i accomplish my goals all me that's why i take responsibility and being responsible for all of those things gives you power of control and what you control you can change if you blame something else that is out of your control that means you're giving the power to that thing and you can't change it. But if you take responsibility, you can change what you can control. That makes sense, guys? I hope I'm not losing you here. All right? 
So yes, back to the main topic. I believe people can change. Now, for me, I didn't even scratch the surface. But looking back where I came from, I'm a long ways away from how I used to be and what I used to like. Now, my dream is I want to develop so much wealth that it overflows into everything else. And not just immediate family. I mean friends, siblings, like children, grandchildren, like generational wealth. Even a financial wall so high that no debt can penetrate. That's one of my goals. And gifting, like to give back without having to check the bank account. That's another goal. That is an aspiration. Um, what do you call it? A philanthropist. All right. That's, that's like my dream. I, I posted recently, some of you may have seen it, is so I want to... You know, this is like a fantasy of mine is to walk into a room, what like a big room convention maybe or something like that. And me and my other half, Jaylene, walk in and just, you know, I don't have to know. But just the fact that it happens is people in the room start whispering, oh, there's the couple. You know, because of them, I changed my life. I decided to make the change, take the step. If I can inspire someone to take the step and start the path of change, this podcast would have been worth it. And the other podcasts and the future podcasts all all would have been worth it. Because in this world, a lot of negativity is going on and, you know, shit is just getting crazy in Hawaii. And it was, it was not always like this. And I just feel like, you know, there's a void in positivity that needs to be filled. There are quite a few people who do, you know, great jobs of helping the community and everything like that. And I just feel like this is one way that I can give back and how I can inspire people to do better with their lives, to improve themselves. You know, in business, the big leaders, the, the higher ups, isn't just always kicking back on a chair you know, counting you know, counting their money. They're literally going department to department, putting out fires. And although we can't see it, you know, we talk bad about them because maybe they're not around as often. But believe me, behind the scenes, you just don't know what they're putting up with. And sometimes when when you know and you ask, like, shit, would I want to be in their shoes making that money? Uh-uh, not worth it. I value my time. I'd rather do something else. Take that into consideration, guys. But, you know, moral of the story, and I, this podcast is definitely longer than the rest. I think I'm, I'm about to hit 30 minutes. The others were like 15 minutes. But anyway, you can change. This is my opinion. I don't care about your guys' personal beliefs. But you can change. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it is, no matter what you're enduring, I don't, whatever your past is, how you've been, if you feel like you want a better future, just like the video I made about hitting rock bottom, and you sick and tired of being sick and tired, 
Just make the decision to change. You have complete control over that. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in on episode four of the John Said It Show. I'm going to wrap it up right here. Um, I'm hoping on next episode, I will have a guest speaker coming on. Please. I have a few people in mind already. If you guys are interested in hopping on on this podcast, just to have, you know, casual conversations about, you know, your your experiences, your your insights on how you see personal development and what you've had to go go through. We'd love to hear your story. Put it out to the world. You know, if you're a big time name and you just want more content to produce, please, by all means, my podcast is open to you. All right, guys. You guys have a blessed night. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Okay.